Bobby Bones post-show pre-show. I do want to start with something we teased on the show. Eddie's foster son wants to go to class to do something, mm-hmm. and it is uh, fighting. He wants to be a fighter. Uh, so, so I'm thinking, uh, you want to do karate? Like, what do you want to do? And he wants to do MMA, but I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like I don't, I can't. He, he's five, so I'm like, I can't put a five-year-old in MMA. And I'm thinking, like, maybe boxing. Are there boxing classes? And then, and during that whole train of thought, I'm like, well, Bones owns boxing gyms. Like, do they do kid lessons for boxing? They, we, and by the way, I haven't been since COVID. You know, I, I just stay in the house to exercise for the most part. Yeah. But I can tell you before COVID, yes, in that kids would come and just train with one of the boxing coaches. Okay. I think that would be someone we're interested in. And I have, oh, I won't say who, just in case he doesn't want me to say, there's a country artist, big country artist who has a young kid. And he was like, hey, can you, do you have somebody you trust to work with my kid? And the kid's probably four or five. And so the kid would come. Okay. Stevenson went to a class once and then he wanted to do it, but that died off. But it seemed like it would have been really cool for him if he decided to. Okay. Yeah. See, that's just where I'm at. I don't know, dude. None of my biological kids ever want to fight, ever. And then my foster son, he just loves it. Ever since I was watching UFC one night, Oh, it was tough because I was like, hey, I don't really want you to watch this. Sometimes it gets really bloody. And then I caught him on the side of the, the corner of the wall trying to look. And so finally I'm like, all right, sit with me and understand this is a sport. And I talked him through it. And, dude, he just loves fighting. I, I hope this comes across in a respectful way. Yeah. It seems like your kids and your foster kids are very different in that the, mm-hmm. two, the baby who is now a little older mm-hmm. and the five-year-old – are extremely physical. Yes. And they both like fighting and pushing people around. They can, they have major control of their body. Like, if that makes sense. They, if they figure out how to climb a tree, they can do it in 30 seconds. My kids, it takes them a while. They get scared and I don't want to do it. My foster kids, they see a tree and they're like, I'm going to get to the top of that. And they go. It's just nature versus nurture, right? Even the baby who, as soon as <laughs> the baby was born, you had, the baby's been yours the whole time. Yes. It's your foster kid, yeah, but so he doesn't know. I'm not know. teaching him anything. Yeah. No, no, no. My point is he didn't bring lessons learned from his biological parents. Correct. And this, and is, the, this is the nature part of it. Yeah. Not the nurture. It's very interesting. Where And the other, the older one who wants to fight, it's nature, not nurture, because yeah. you're not nurturing something with him to be like, hey, if you train hard as a fighter, but they both have that. Yeah. Genetically, they both have that. But we all, I mean, everyone has a little bit of everything, right? A little bit of nature, a little bit of nurture. So... I mean, I think as life goes on with them and us, they're going to learn things that we teach them, and then they'll morph into that a little bit. But the the more the, Eddie parents them, the more scared they're the going to be. The wimpier they're going to get. <laughs> I guess that's kind of what I'm Just saying. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> with each month pulled off the calendar, the wimpier they get. Uh, I, JK, JK. Yes, I could set you up with somebody. Okay. If you wanted to do I do private lessons, and they could do a five or six-year-old. And do they spar? No. Okay. Sparring is like next-level stuff. I mean, this dude's almost there, I'm telling you. Okay, and he probably wouldn't spar with a five-year-old. I <laughs> spar with someone who could actually, like, control it. And Yeah. I don't like, I just don't like getting hit. I never wanted to spar. I don't like getting hit. Yeah, that's that's our problem, too, but he doesn't mind it. Popeyes is putting out a fish sandwich. I'm just not big on fish sandwiches, period. In, in, Even in, Long John Silver's? In these circumstance, I just don't like the fish sandwich that much. I love the chicken sandwich. Doesn't matter who. I also don't really like the fish sandwich. Doesn't matter who. Mm. Are you a fish sandwich person? No. Would you go to Popeye's with a fish sandwich? I'd take a bite. But does it sound like something you would like to have? No. Me either. Not at all. I think they're trying to mimic the chicken sandwich. Because remember, they're the ones who... 
really made the chicken sandwich fashionable. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still haven't had it from Popeye's. You haven't? Mm-mm. I mean, at this point, at this rate, I know, you get I'm one. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're easy now. <laughs> well, there's no line, guys. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Sailor Jerry Rum is holding a Valentine's Day contest where they'll pay to have a tattoo artist cover up a tattoo of your ex as long as you put a tattoo of their rum on it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sailor Jerry. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, it's affordable rum. What's What's the good thing about rum? It's sweet. Ooh, it oh, I probably like that. You it's, would put it in a pina colada. It, it's made from sugar sugar cane, so that goes in all your like pina coladas and your uh, mai tais and all those. Let me promote a couple podcasts today on Four Things with Amy Brown. Ralph Marston is on for all four things. He runs an online publication called The Daily Motivator. Okay, cool story about him is I read one of his quotes on my podcast. I thought he was from the 1800s. <laughs> what? So like, because yeah, we had that, we had the Four Things Gratitude Journal oh, and like we sprinkle quotes in there and most of the people we quote have passed away. And so I thought that's who he was. And then on my Fit Thing podcast, I always open with a quote. So I quoted him. Well, guess what? He's from Austin, Texas. His daughter, Kim B, listens to the show. Shout out. She went to Texas A&M. She emails me. She's like, that's my dad. And I was like, he's alive? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so he came on for all four things. And he just offered a lot of wisdom and practical advice on thinking positively and I just thought it was really cool that uh, he's the dad of one of our listeners and he's really accomplished in that field and he's alive. <laughs> Four Things with Amy Brown. You guys be sure to check that out. It mm-hmm. is up. There's a new episode today and every Thursday. Yes. Tomorrow, Edwin McCain will be on the Bobbycast who had a big hit in the 90s with I'll Be. Just so funny and interesting. He's going to come back next week and play on the show too. But uh, it was just, I was a fan when I was younger. And then I saw him on TikTok and said, hey, man, come up. And he drove from South Carolina. Like, he still makes good money, but he gets bored and, like, goes and, like, works on tractors and stuff half the year and then tours the other half of the year. So oh. go listen to the podcast. Pretty interesting guy. All right. That's it. We'll do today's show. Enjoy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Bobby Bones. Transmitting. Drive across America. Welcome to Thursday's show, Morning Studio. Morning. Morning. Let's go over to the phones and talk to Taylor in North Carolina who has been waiting. Taylor, how are you? So, how's it going, Bobby? Pretty good. What can I help you with? I start my new detention officer job Monday. Do you guys got any advice for that? What the? Well, I, we don't. Wait, yeah, you're yeah. going to say uh, maybe lunch. Box. We got advice for everything, but I don't know what to tell you if you're going to go work <laughs> with a bunch of inmates. Uh, what did they tell you? Like, what have you had to learn in order to work in a prison? Well, um, they told me I got to, you know, possibly eventually got to take down inmates and they try to get in my face. But I'm just nervous about it because, I mean, granted, I just got back from deployment last year, but I don't really see me really struggling with it. But I just didn't know if you guys had advice about it. Well, I mean, I could give you advice on starting a new job, but you, any job that goes, hey, here's my advice. You have to take down inmates. I don't got a lot for mm-hmm. you. Um, have you read anything online from other detention center workers who tell stories about this? Yeah, they say it's not bad to work for, but the one I work, I'm work, i about to work for in Pittsburgh, uh, North Carolina, they said it's not bad, but and I just didn't know if you guys, you know, get some pointers, like what watch out for and stuff like that. Do you think we've been <laughs> in prison? <laughs> we don't. I would say, though, that it sounds like you might encounter some rough days, and maybe you should find time for you on your time off or on the weekends or whatever, whenever you're not working, some self-care. What are you doing to separate yourself from 
from home life and work life? Because I would imagine some days you take that stress home with you. Because it could he probably be a lot. Wife's going to shank him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, find a way to decompress in a way and compartmentalize if possible. Yeah. Mm. Craig Campbell, the country singer, yeah. used to work in a jail. That's mm-hmm. right. In a prison. And he said that it wasn't that bad. Listen, I would assume, based on what I've heard and seen on Netflix, right. that Hollywood makes it probably a little rougher than it is, but occasionally. It can be pretty bad. This is me knowing nothing about it at all. So let me say that. I would also say keep your head on a swivel. Mm-hmm. Always be looking around because you never know what inmate 32 is going to do. Mm-hmm. I've just heard bad things about that guy. In the movies too, don't they like, you know, like sometimes befriend the guards and then kind of like stab them in the back? Or he could keister in stuff for the and make a little extra money from the prisoners. Bones, that's not good advice. Oh, hey, do they talk to you, Taylor, <laughs> about you can't be bringing stuff in for the for the prisoners and... Yes, 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 yes. They said you can't bribe that due to COVID. They can't get reading books right now. Due to COVID, you can't bribe? What, when COVID's over, you can bribe? Is that what he said? No, he said you can't even bring <laughs> reading books in now, which normally would be allowed, I guess, to bring in, mm. but because of COVID, they can't. Oh, that stinks for them. They can't even read? Well, new books. Mm. Taylor, we have nothing for you as far as the prison part, except ask a lot of questions, talk to people who have done it for a long time, ask them advice on you know, what they wish they would have known when they started that job, you'll learn a lot from folks saying that that question. Like, hey, when you started, what do you wish you would have known? That'll help you out. And, like, you need to be tough, but also part of you oh. or part of me wants you to be, like, Sweet. firm but calm and kind. Oh, like a good like, parent. I think that, <laughs> yes, because these – if people that are in jail, like, something happened in their life to give them – put them where they are. Like, you know – so have compassion for them, but you got to be firm. You don't want them taking advantage of you, but you may be someone that they're like, hey, this guy's got it together. He was in the military. Now he's got this job. I can get out and I can make a difference. I could do better. Like you could be that encouragement That's to good, them. That's good, Amy. Are you a big guy, Taylor? No, I'm, a, I'm about, a, about 200 pounds. But I mean, how tall are you? 5'7". Uh, That's a pretty thick 5'7 guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I keep, hit, <laughs> keep hitting the weights. Get a little cardio yep. in. You'll be ready. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we know nothing about jail, but uh, we wish you the best, man. And thanks for calling us. And in like a month, call us back and tell us how the month has been. Oh, absolutely, Bobby. I love, I'm going to say this before I leave. I love you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. I listen to you guys from 6 until I go to work, even when I'm driving. I just love all you guys. And we hope you continue loving us alive and healthy and enjoying your job of very little stress. That's what we're hoping. Best yeah, case yeah. scenario. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not to get shanked. All right. Taylor, <laughs> good, <laughs> good, to, good to talk to you. Have a good day at work. See you, bud. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll play you this clip. After a girl got some teeth pulled, her mother was taking her home. I mean, she looks about 12 to 14 years old, blonde hair, and she had had the anesthesia, and she thought Harry Potter was in love with her. <laughs> she was so messed up. <laughs> Here's her mom recording the whole thing. Harry was like, Peyton, I am in love with you. <gasps> no. Harry. Oh, not Draco, Harry? Harry. Did I- you tell him you're in love with him? No. Oh, I'm afraid he's on that. Oh, that's a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> Say a bad word. <laughs> 
Eddie, how are your kids' basketball teams doing? Oh, they're they're terrible. They're not. Oh, I thought they were going to be good. Yeah, I thought they were going to be good because they got a coach. Remember, I, the whole talk at the beginning was like, "Ooh, am I going to coach?" I decided not to because they brought in a college basketball player. So I'm like, this guy knows all about basketball, and it's going to be great. The problem is he doesn't have. He's not a dad, so he doesn't know how to talk to these kids. These kids disrespect him. They throw stuff at him, and he, wow. doesn't, he doesn't know how to. I, I watch practice. I'm not supposed to be in practice, but I snuck in to kind of watch it. He just has no control over the kids. So, dude, I just feel <clears throat> I go to these games and I feel like these kids need secondary coaching. Okay, you're yelling from the crowd what they should do. I didn't think it was over the top until my <laughs> wife finally said, like, I'm going to stop coming to these games if you keep acting this way. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what am I doing? I'm just encouraging them. And I, I'm, I'm talking about, <laughs> Bones, things like, things like, guys, get closer to the defender. Come on, put your hands up, hands up. Steal the ball, steal the ball. Things Encouraging things like that. And then my wife said that I, I crossed the line when I started yelling at other uh, parents' kids. So, so not just my own. I started saying like, like Jimmy, Jimmy, he's he's burning you, man. Stay with him. Put your hands up. And then that's what she's like. Okay, that's not your kid. You can't yell at him. It's interesting. I I think that encouraging and being loud is great. Yeah, right. But not get closer to the defender. Not yelling any instructions that the coaches oh should yell. Maybe he wants the kid playing off. No. Maybe they don't put their hands up until they're, no. until they're. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, I mean, there's no way. There, see, there was this one kid, Bones, the last game. This kid was dominating us because he would just pay a, fun, uh, a little pump fake. And then our kids would just fall back and be like, oh. And then he'd have a wide open shot. He made 40 points. This child, seven-year-old, made 40 points. I'm like, and coach isn't yelling. So I'm like, put your hands up. Don't let him take another shot, please. For the love of God. And that's where my wife was like, you need to settle down. Are you going to settle down? No, I can't. Then why don't you go coach the team? Go be an assistant coach. I can't commit. I can't com- <laughs> I can't commit because they practice like two times a week, Bones. I can't commit to all that. And, and I, I just... You're going to have to pick one. Mm. You're going to have to control yourself a bit, or you're going to have to not control yourself a bit, but do it with the kids. Okay. I do love going to these games, though, dude. It's it's more fun than going to like a college basketball game or an NBA game. Have they ever won? No. No, no, no. They, they lose by 20 every time. Are there... They're the team that the other team's like, I can't wait to play them. Yes. Yes. I mean, the other team knows how bad they are in the first five minutes. But it's okay, though. They're learning. They're all learning the game. So I enjoy watching it. I just feel like that's me being involved. Are your kids any good? Yeah. Yeah. You say it like that, but they're not winning. No, but I mean, they're scoring the majority of the points. Are they? And if my t- my two kids, my, my son and my foster kid, if they are guarding someone, that player is not going to score the entire game. Their players don't score. That's why I had to yell at Jimmy. What, Amy? Nothing. I just wonder, you know how sometimes as a parent you think your kid is like really good at everything? It just sounds like Eddie was just like, oh, yeah, no, they're terrible. But my kids, they're great. <laughs> your but, kids but, are great and you are you are a coaching master. Yes, but there was a lesson there somewhere in there too because my son, like they were losing by 20 or whatever. My son finally went James Harden and was like, I'm just going to keep the ball. And I told him, like, dude, you can't do that. I know the team's like struggling, but he was like, I'm going to do this by myself. And See, there's a lesson there. So I told him, you can't be a ball hog. You got to work as a team, even though he was scoring the majority of the points. You know what I'm saying, dude? I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can all go. <laughs> yes, I know. I would love that. Okay, thank you, Eddie. You're welcome. A woman was catfished by a guy who said he was Bruno Mars and gave him $100,000. First of all, how do you have $100,000 to give? Are you taking out loans? Mm. Maybe. 
The fraudster was charged with third-degree felony money laundering last month, was taken into custody. The fraudster pretended to be Bruno Mars on Instagram for a month starting in September of 2018. They tricked a Texas woman into believing he was Bruno Mars. He said, hey, I want to have a meaningful relationship. She was 63 years old. Dang. Documents state the woman fell in love with the Mars account. And at the time, she believed him to be the real singer because he had sent her multiple texts and photos of himself while he was on tour. So obviously the guy's just grabbing pictures and texting them over. She also told investigators he wanted to quit the tour to be with her. The Instagram account posing as the 24K Magic crooner started asking the Texas woman for money. He asked for $10,000 for a friend of the band and tour expenses. Then two days later, $90,000 was drawn from her bank account. Man, this poor lady. That's such a bummer. You know this guy tried this with 5,000 people too. Yep. No, 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 but it just takes one. Oh, so sad. The two checks were deposited in separate accounts. The fraudster had both of them, obviously... They were charged. He was charged. They're in trouble. Dang. By the way, Bruno Mars has a net worth of $175 million. Yeah, he's good. And he Don't can't give $10,000. But again, that's not the point. The point isn't being logical. The point is... Taking advantage of people that can't mm-hmm. differentiate. Just, again, if it doesn't have a blue check mark, it's not somebody famous. It just isn't. It stinks that you have to, to, to say that. But if they have a blue check mark, it's probably not the person you think it is. You know, I got a message the other night. From someone and you know I was on uh, doing a little thing on ESPN and I was talking and so I checked my my DMs and somehow this guy was able to slide in to like my general folder and he goes shut the mm, up I'm trying to watch the game without listening to your stupid A oh oh wow big fan and I thought well look at this guy trying to say hello Hmm. blue check mark and he it's his name's Ryan he's holding a fish not a huge fish he's holding a little fish up in his picture no he's just a guy okay and I say Sorry, bro. Also, that's a really small fish. You can do better. <laughs> Just kind of being funny, but kind of throwing a little jab back. And he goes, you'd probably pay people to catch your fish. Go Cats. So obviously oh, he's, he's a Kentucky a, fan. Yes. And I say, I said, dang, I want to see if you want to go fishing. And I, got, I tell Caitlin, I'm like, I got this guy. Watch this. I'm going to flip him. And he goes, yeah, I'll take you out when we're going. And I go, I can't catch this little perch, though. Look like you're perch jerking. And he goes, I'll teach you the ways, brother. Hey, you're the man. Thanks for making my day and giving me a response. <laughs> Let me know we're hitting the waters. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? The, I mean, I don't understand why you're going to start a conversation like that. And I've then now you guys are three friends. messages. Now we're best buds. <laughs> now you guys are going fishing. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so my point is, too, <laughs> most angry people on the internet just want love. And once you give them a little bit of love, they're like, hey, man, get in the boat. We'll hey. take you out. A woman in Virginia asked a coworker to pick up her deliveries while she was away. And he used that opportunity to plant hidden cameras in her home. Oh, okay. that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Guy's been arrested after police determined he set up several cameras in the co-worker's home in order to spy on her. 27 years old. He's been arrested and charged with several misdemeanor warrants, including peeping into an occupied dwelling, interfering with property rights of another, and attempting to commit a misdemeanor. That is so scary. Yeah, police say a concerned father contacted police on January 31st after his daughter discovered a strange device in her bathroom. <laughs> the same device was found in her master bedroom. The cameras were pointed toward the shower and the toilet. Wow. What? Why? Why the toilet? Why? <laughs> shower, I get. Toilet, I don't. Oh, me either. Um, so he's <sighs> in trouble. That's just a weird thing because cameras need to be recharged. 
at some point or to be hardwired into something. Mm. I can't imagine this guy has computer skills out the wazoo or he wouldn't have been caught. Like if he's able to set up these really, he probably set up some little cameras. She's like, well, that red light's never been there before. Yeah. That blinking red light that says REC has never been there before. And then she lets him know. And so now this guy's a peeping Tom forever. Well, I wonder where else he has these set up. You know, is this his first accomplice or not? I mean, well, he was given access. I know, not victim. Uh, Here's the point of this whole story. Don't be a creep. Thank you. <laughs> the end. Hey, thank you very much. Bobby Bonechamp. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown started his own record label. His new imprint is called 1021 Entertainment, and it's in partnership with Sony, who Kane records for. His first artist signed is Restless Road, who has already toured with Kane. Florida Georgia Line is doing a live stream concert Wednesday, February 17th for their new album, Life Rolls On. It benefits the Nashville businesses impacted by the Christmas morning bombing. They'll do it from their FGL house bar in Nashville, and fans can watch it on Amazon's music Twitch channel at 9, 8 p.m. Central Time. Sam Hunt teased fans with a photo on Instagram. He's in the studio and wrote the caption, new songs coming soon. No word on when the new music will drop. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's an Uber driver in Tennessee that's been having a rough time with COVID, said, man, I used to make $500 a night. I was, you know, being able to support myself. Now I'm struggling 10-hour days, not making very much money. End of his ride, the passenger gave him a $1,000 tip. Wow. Wow. How do yeah. they know that? <laughs> well, they were just talking about it, and it's this TikTok person that has challenges that says, hey, go out and tip people, uh-huh. and this time that she decided to tip her driver $1,000. Did she record it? Yep. I would love to see that guy's face <laughs> when he goes, holy moly. Yeah. Man, that's great. Great story. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story up the day. This story comes to us from Edmond, Oklahoma. A 18-year-old girl went to a bar, had her fake ID, tries to give it to the bouncer. He looks at it and goes, fake ID, hit the road. She goes, I need my ID back. He goes, nope, I keep it. So she called the cops. They show up and they say, oh, it is fake ID. You go to jail. <laughs> I wonder what her end game was. Well, like what she thought was going to happen at the very end of this scenario. Oh, my gosh. That they would be on her side? No, they, they, yeah, they would never be on her side. Was there alcohol? Obviously, there was alcohol involved. <laughs> there was right? alcohol involved. Yeah, she had been drinking before she got to the bar and she really needed that ID back. Oh, yeah. So fake. you call the cops to get your illegal ID back. Weird, man. Not right. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> Time for Elder versus Millennial. We played a five. The score is two to two. Eddie is the oldest on the show. Yeah, I'm 41 years old. Morgan number two is the youngest. 27 years old. And they answer questions about each other's generations. Here we go. Up first, he's a dad of four. Known as the Hispanic who don't panic. He's a laid back guy who keeps it chill. And he makes some mean fajitas on the grill. (laughs) It is producer Eddie! His opponent, the youngest on the show. She runs all of our digital. She loves to post a TikTok dance. And guys, she's single and looking for romance. It's Morgan number two! (laughs) Yeah! All right, you two. Big game here. Big one. Eddie, you're up first. Oh, boy. Question number one. Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray 
are both famous for what? Say that again. Charlie D'Amelio and Addison Ray are both famous for what? Oh, oh, they are uh, they're YouTubers. Incorrect. Morgan, you can still. I believe they're TikTokers. They no. That's um, right. So close. Eddie, come on. Taylor Lautner mm-hmm. turns 29 years old today. What was his character's name in the Twilight movies? Dang, he was definitely a wolf or a vampire. One of those guys. Um. Uh, dang it. Okay, Edward. Ed. Ooh, is he Edward? Is he Eddie? Taylor Lautner turns 29 today. What was his character's name in the Twilight movies? I'm going to go Edward. Incorrect. Mm. Morgan? He was a wolf and his name was Jacob. Correct. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Ed, oh, Ed, Ed Cullen was the vampire. Okay, Ed was the vampire. Edward, yeah. Ooh, not doing so hot, Eddie. No, man, not a good start. A walk to remember. Oh, love it. Saved. And Chasing Liberty mm-hmm. are all movies from the 2000s that starred what actress? Oh, Mandy Moore. Correct. Good little one. Creepy, yeah. little, little, little creepy with the passion on the Stop it. I just knew <laughs> Walk to Remember. Stop oh, it. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, Mandy oh. Moore. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Eddie won Morgan 2. Let's go over to the other category. Hey, Morgan. Tom Selleck played a private investigator. In what popular 80s crime series? A private investigator. Tom Selleck played a private investigator in what popular 80s series? I'm just using context clues here because I have no idea. There was Inspector Gadget. We shall now play the theme song for you. Not, not helping me at no, all. No? <laughs> I wish it was. Maybe there's like, I mean, there's like a PI show. Hmm. I mean, Inspector Gadget is the only thing I know. And I don't think that's it, but Inspector Gadget. Incorrect. Eddie Tom Selleck played a PI in what? Magnum PI. Correct. <laughs> no, lo- You didn't know that still? N- now that he said it, yeah, it rings a bell, but I've never seen it. Morgan, you ever see the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yes. DJ Jazzy Jeff's character on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was in love with what character? Oh, man. DJ Jazzy Jeff. Who were you in love with? Hmm. Is he in love with the sister? What was her name? Hmm... Oh, the sister. What was her name? I don't know her name. The Fresh Prince's sister. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Eddie, you can steal. Yeah, that's all I have, too. The sister, for sure. <laughs> or cousin. His cousin, right? Um, and the only name that comes to my head is Vivian, but that's not right because it's Aunt Vivian. So I'm going to go Sophie. Uh, Sophia. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. You're both right. It's not Will's sister, but it's Carlton's sister. Okay. So the sister Cousin. of the family. It's Hillary. Hillary! Oh, Hillary Banks. Oh. Here's a little Fresh Prince theme song for you. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. Okay, one question left. It's going to... 
crown the winner of this game. Yeah. Oh, okay. When using dial-up internet, Morgan, did you ever use dial-up? Yeah, very, very young. Don't have a lot of memories of it. <laughs> when using dial-up internet, another person could not do what? Oh, when you were... Di- Ooh, they couldn't talk on the phone because the landline, they were connected. They couldn't talk on the phone. That is correct. Woo! And there's your winner, Morgan number two. <laughs> All right, play her winner song here. Here she is. How you feel, Morgan? <laughs> good. I beat Eddie, and it feels really good, because he, he looks at me before and he just gives me dirty looks, so when I beat him, it feels yeah, really good. I, I try to intimidate her, but it doesn't work, obviously. Is it the same look you gave us when you said Mandy Moore? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't give you a look when okay. I said Mandy Moore. Here's a voicemail we got from Sarah in Virginia. Hi, Bobby. I just got my second COVID shot yesterday, and I now know what you can do to feel like you're hungover, because I literally... <laughs> All day long, I've felt hungover. Horrible headache, a little bit of body aches, but the headache just won't go away no matter what. So if you want to know what it feels like to be hungover, go get your second COVID shot and see how it goes. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, fun. I can't wait to get my first COVID shot. I'm serious. I can't wait. Oh, I thought you meant you can't wait to feel hungover. I can't wait to get my COVID <laughs> shots. I don't even have one yet, much less two. So that's great. Great that you have them. That stinks about the the hangover, but all you guys have had hangovers in your life. Yes. Mm -hmm. You got through them, and you didn't even, you know, become immune to COVID. Correct. On the phone with us is Jared Isaacman, who I'm excited to talk to because he's the guy behind this mission to space for regular folks. So, hey, Jared, how are you? I'm doing well, Bobby. Thank you. Hey, really appreciate you coming on. We have so many questions. First of all, first question, how awesome is it to be a billionaire? (laughs) You know, I I, uh, I haven't taken much time to really think about that over the last year. There's a, a lot going on these days. Man, it's all I think about. I'll be honest with you. I think about all that, too, but that's all I would think about. That's crazy. Okay, so the reason we're having you on, really, is because you're doing something fantastic with your money. Tell me about this Inspiration4 with St. Jude and exactly what's happening here. This is the first all-civilian mission to space. So what does that mean? This is the first time people are going to outer space and weren't sent there by, you know, a superpower like the U.S. or Russia or China. This is everyday people going and, you know, exploring among the stars and, and recognizing that it's a first, you know, a first step in this really cool direction that we all want to live in. Like we've tried to be really thoughtful about who's going to go and represent us on this mission, you know, inspiring individuals as part of the crew in their own right. And then we have to tie it to solving some bigger problems here on Earth. And that's why St. Jude Children's Research Hospital will be the beneficiary of the, of the biggest fundraising effort in their 59-year history. We're going to raise over $200 million. Okay, so and that's where we come in, because I do want to ask questions about you know, how we get on the ship, meaning we in this room. But people can actually like, like donate to be in a raffle, basically, and then you go to space. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, it's a big fundraising effort. It's all on the inspiration4.com mission website. You go there, you make a donation to Shift 4, which is an incredibly worthwhile and important cause. And at the end of the month, you know, through a random selection process, you could get fitted for a spacesuit. Crazy. Now, you're going to go to space, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm leading the mission, and I'm bringing three awesome individuals along with me. Are you not scared? No, not, not at all. Uh, so I, I've done, I've flown air shows, you know, eight, in fighter jets, 18 inches apart from other people. Uh, I, I definitely know what, you know, significant risk is. This isn't. This is SpaceX. These guys build rockets that land on ships in the middle of the ocean, certified by NASA. I'm super confident, not nervous at all. 
Okay, so we are all going to donate, and we do a lot with St. Jude on this show, but we've decided to all donate in one person's name, and if they get drawn, they go, but nobody wants to go because we all think we're going to die. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I know that you know people think about the Rockets that you know turn into big firework shows. What people don't remember is like there's literally thousands that go up and do exactly what they're supposed to do. Just just take a look at some of the SpaceX videos. Like they've got some, you know, awesome footage of their rockets going to space, putting people, putting payload. I mean, this is the company that's reinvigorated the world's interest in space exploration that brought NASA astronauts back to space from U.S. soil in more than 10 years. Like they're, they're really good at this. No one's, no one's going to die. I know you, you have two kids of your own. And, and one of the arguments here on the show from the guys where I have kids, I don't want to go up in this. Mm-hmm. But if you're feeling that way and it's that safe, don't you recommend that they feel that way, too? Well, look, everybody's got their thing, right? I'm not saying everybody, uh, you know, wants to go out and, you know, journey in space, you know, like Star Trek or Star Wars. We all got our our passions in life. But I do say that if this was ever something you were thinking about doing, um, you know, this is probably the safest way to go about it. And look, you you can still make a great donation to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You could still try and win the entrepreneur seat. And if you somehow win and you don't want to go, well, auction it off for charities. You know, raise even more money for St. Jude. That's fine, too. Okay, well, one of us, we're going to do a little drawing, and <laughs> we're all going to donate in one person's name and hopefully send one of our guys here to space. I do hey, feel a little better cool. hearing him talk about how confident he is. Yeah, he's like the smartest guy we ever talked to on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go. Everybody, let's go. Let's rate. Who wants to go? Oh, nobody. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How do you, is there a key for an airplane? Do you go in and turn it and dun, 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 like when you're flying your jets is, or is there just a button? You know, I got to tell you, I, I've probably flown like 50 different types of jets and only one had a key and it was to get into the hatch. Once you get up into the cockpit, you're just hitting buttons. Dang. Is it true that pilots are served at different meals in case one gets sick? You know, most of, uh, most of the planes I fly, uh, they're, they're like single-seat or two-seat fighters, so there's no real opportunity for anyone to, to serve me a meal up there, so I've never had that problem. Mm, no, fl- no flight attendants mm. going, uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you like the chicken? Okay, okay, I have a couple other questions here. Do you look at price tags when you go in the store? You know, um, I, I'd say I probably do. Um, I actually do, um, like probably a lot of people, I spend a lot of time on Amazon. If I'm going out, it's probably to like a, a restaurant um, since, you know, my company, Shift 4, is pretty big into restaurants. We try and uh, support the, uh, the industry. What can we do? What's a tip from a rich guy and for us how to be rich? Well, I'd say that um, you gotta you got to follow your passions. Yeah. I, I think some of like the, the richest people in the world right now never set out to be rich. They, they, they went down a path that was interesting to them where they thought they could make a difference. They were like super passionate about it, and good things came from it. So I just encourage people to follow their interests and their passions and be the best at it. So basically Bitcoin is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be careful on any of the speculative <laughs> stuff that's out there, but I know it's, I know it's fun to play. Okay, so uh, Jared Isaacman is on. Listen, he's doing great things. It's for St. Jude, and you can, uh, you can go to space by donating. And you don't have to donate a million dollars. You donate 10 bucks, you get in 10 times. You donate. So that's what it's all about. It's, it's people giving, and even if you don't win, your money goes to a great cause. Can you give me the website again people can go to and donate? Yeah, for sure. Check out our mission website, which is inspiration for. Com. Yeah, inspiration the number four.com. You'll have until February 28th to get those entries in, so you have time. Hey, Jared, thank you for talking with us. You are a hero in many, many ways. Just the latest way is what you're doing for St. Jude, and uh, one day it'd be really great to meet you. Have a good day, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Take care. There he is, Jared Isaacman.
worth $2 billion. He's a billionaire. He's uh, an American. He's from New Jersey, 37 years old. He's married, two daughters, tech entrepreneur, founded this company in, company in 1999 in his parents' basement. He's a civilian pilot. Uh, he's worth an estimated $2 billion wow. with a B. <laughs> with a B? Yeah. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hear Woo. that. Okay. There you go. Uh, we're going to figure out which one of us we're going to nominate to go up on that, that mm-hmm. spaceship. Does anyone want to no- go now after hearing him talk? No. No. Okay. Morgan's like, eh, maybe. Yeah, I feel I'm, I'm better interested. about it. Yeah. Okay, girls. What did he say, though? That you won't die? The, yeah, he said, I'll <laughs> tell you that right now, too. You won't, yeah. die. You won't well, die. Well, just reminding us, like, I guess I'm not aware of all of the rockets that go up all of the time. Because I'm not dialed into what they're doing. Yeah. But they they have successful, more successful okay. missions than... <laughs> yeah, we only see the bad ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Probably next week we'll put someone up on the wheel, nominate them. How crazy if one of us did go okay. and then we came back. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty wild. It would be awesome. And you'd be fine. You'd yeah. Live. The Bob Ball Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So Dan and Shay have a new song out called Glad You Exist, and here's a clip. There's a couple billion And we have Dan's wife, Abby, to thank for the song because, well, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for her. It's something that Dan would say to her all the time. Like, if they were on the phone about to hang up, we'd be like, glad you exist. And he had it typed in his phone. A lot of artists will keep little notes to themselves where maybe they could turn it into a song one day. And so he talked about it with Shay, and then they sat down and wrote this song, but really has a bigger message of how they're just grateful for everybody in their lives. So I thought that was super cool. Sounds like something I would say to Kaylin before I would tell her I loved her, even though I, I felt it. I'd be like, hey, uh, glad, glad you exist. Bye. <laughs> and when I didn't, it was hard for me to say it because I never said it to anybody. Yeah. I'd be like, you're the best. You're super cool. Bye. Yeah. Th- that feels like what I would say. I just want to say, I, I glad you exist. <laughs> so glad you're on the planet. <laughs> Uh, The Wizard of Oz is being remade. Now, this movie was put out in 1939, so it's been a minute. Some people are like, whoa, you shouldn't touch a classic like The Wizard of Oz, but they say they're going to have a fresh take on it, and it will uh, tell the story of Dorothy and the land of Oz, and they just think that now is the time to have an awesome movie like that that displays courage, love, wisdom, and the feelings of home. The people who go, you shouldn't touch classics, are always really annoying to me. Because you don't have to watch the new one. Some people don't even know The Wizard of Oz. That's true. I mean, I was definitely They've a done a ago. bunch of, of reboots of stuff, and a lot have been great. Some yeah. have been crappy. But it doesn't really affect the old ones. So, that, that don't touch it, it's too... Stop. Yeah, but I feel like if they ever try to remake no. Forrest Gump, I'm going to be like, don't ever touch but that. I don't, be <laughs> but you don't have to watch it. Yeah, that's true. Right? But I may say it, though. But don't. And then I'm going to be like, Eddie, you're so annoying. Yeah, what else? <laughs> One out of four Americans are tracking an ex's real-time location. Ooh. So this is just a warning that if you have recently broken up and your ex has passwords or has a way to do that, then maybe go in and change all your passwords. Because what they're doing is like logging into social media and then like you can they can see where you are. And also, what were you thinking being with them anyway? <laughs> they're psychotic, obviously. Or they're just curious what you're up to. Stop it. Yeah, stop, stop it. <laughs> Here's a voicemail. This is Carrie from California. Hey, Bobby. Morning Studios. Continue telling us what you are binging. Because, Amy, thank you. I've been watching Firefly Lane today as I'm working, virtually. In between working and meetings, I've been like... 
binge watching that. I'm already almost to uh, episode five. Totally love it and can totally relate. I've had my, my BFF known her since I was eight years old and we're still best friends. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Someone I love thanking that. you for watching Firefly Lane. Yeah, and it really will. It, it is one of those shows that makes you think about someone that's been in your life a long time. It could be a new new BFF, but like I have a best friend that I've had since I was 13. So I often think of our memories together. So yeah, definitely check it out. It's Firefly Lane and it's on Netflix. And also I watch Cobra Kai. It makes me think of people I want to beat up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. With you. Yeah. What? It that's does. what shows do to us. Yeah, and it makes me think I can. And then, mm-hmm. then I get like frogged on the shoulder and I'm like, I don't want to be hit. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this 10-year-old boy in Rhode Island, Christian Stone, and he wanted to help out healthcare workers during the big storm that was there. So Christian got his mom, Abby, and they went out to the hospital and cleared off snow and cleaned off the cars of the healthcare workers working their shifts. So when they came out, they could just get in their car and drive away. They didn't have to... You know, do all the things that you need to do to get your car ready. Yeah, it's pretty good. I know. Isn't that awesome? I've got a clip of him explaining how he came up with the idea. I was just thinking, like, they help us a lot. They've been helping us a lot through this whole pandemic. And I figured, why don't we help them? I feel like that I've actually, like, helped someone out. And that's, like, a really good feeling when you know you helped, like, someone's been helped out. And literally, it cost him nothing to go do that, just his time. And a very practical way to mm-hmm. help out. Love it. That's cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, it's time for the investigative morning corny where Amy reads us her corny joke, but today we have 90 seconds to figure it out. Amy, are you ready? Ready. All right, team, are you ready? Oh, we're ready. ready. It's me, Eddie, Lunchbox. We put our minds together and try to figure this joke out. The morning corny. How do ghosts listen to music? How do ghosts listen to music? Boo. Boo phones. Boo. Boo Boo. player. C boo player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got something there. Boo. Boo. Peekaboo. Boo. Beer. Boo. Boo tooth. Boo tooth. I love it. Bluetooth speakers. Is it strong enough? Bluetooth speakers. It's got to be boo. We have have a second here. It's got to be boo. What else else would there be? Spirit. Boo box. A boo box, like a shoulder. Wearing a boo box on your shoulder. How do ghosts listen to music? Yeah, boo tunes. Boo box could be good too. But do people say boo box anymore? Not really. Okay, so boo tooth. <laughs> but I mean, but when boo this... sounds like blue more than boo sounds like boom. Right. And I'm I'm laughing at boo tooth. Like that's a joke I would laugh at. They're boo tooth speakers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then we're gonna go with that. Here we go. Let's try it again. The morning corny. How do ghosts listen to music? How do ghosts? Listen to music. With Bluetooth. Boo! Thank you very much. (laughs) Or maybe it should be more like with Bluetooth. It works. I I think the way you did it worked. Okay, just making sure. Sometimes I like to give a good delivery for people. All right, boys. Clear eyes, full hearts, get Get loose! Nice job. Let us go over to Morgan number two now and get in a food world. Here we go. It's time for Food World, num num num, with Morgan number two. Well, obviously Valentine's Day is on Sunday, and Hardee's is now selling heart-shaped, made-from-scratch biscuits for Valentine's Day. Cute. I do love a biscuit. It's hard to go wrong even with a bad biscuit, much less a good biscuit mm-hmm. like this. 
Guys, it's been a bit since I've been to Hardee's. Be real. Has it? Yeah, maybe childhood. Tell me more. So you can get it with any of their biscuit offerings, which is basically a lot. So bacon, egg, and cheese, or sausage, mm. and egg, and it'll be in a little heart. <laughs> and you can get it from today through Valentine's Day. So you have the whole weekend to celebrate your lover. Think about this. Yeah, celebrate your lover by a biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pound for pound, the best breakfast is, talking about one breakfast entree, we were just talking about Food World with, with Morgan. And with me, it is, there's not even a close second that it's biscuits and gravy. There's, there's just not even a close second. <laughs> Terrible yes, choice. Is. No, biscuits with wow. white gravy, sausage sausage gravy. <laughs> like, my grandma would make that. And still to this day, if I get to just go and have whatever I want, that's what it is. It's it's. Biscuits and sausage gravy. So yeah. it's nostalgic for you, maybe. Yeah. But isn't yeah. that why we like anything? Yeah, yeah that's. that's a, a good I feel point. like mine is too. So that's. I'm no. I, no. I don't hate you for it. So biscuits and gravy, Eddie. Oh, dude, the biscuits and gravy. You need sugar in your breakfast. Like this is what you need. And mine is French toast. To me, that cinnamon French toast with powdered sugar on it, and then the ball of butter. Give me and syrup. Blech. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and it's just adding and gummy bears. No, who that's puts how syrup you, on their on French toast? Yeah, oh, everybody. No, I do. Yeah, for oh, sure. I put powdered sugar only. Oh, I love French toast. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't put it up there with no biscuits and gravy. No, not mm-hmm. really, especially with sausage in the gravy. I, I go with Bobby's <laughs> breakfast over that for sure. Yeah. Uh, what is yours? Uh, mine is huevos rancheros. Oh wow, Amy, yeah. come on! Not really. For <gasps> me. What? Nah. Oh. Oh, I would so pick that good. 10th or 11th. You don't like Webbles? 10th or 11th? Yeah, I would go pancakes, waffles, sure. French toast, yeah. uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, man, I just... <laughs> just cereal. Yeah. I'd I, do all that before that. Man, have you not been Well, you just grew up in Texas. Directly? Okay, yeah, And your dad right. probably made a really good one. Yeah, huh? he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lunchbox? It's easy, guys. You get savory, you get sweet, you get delicious chicken and waffles. Chicken. Interesting. For me, that's a Absolutely. lunch or a dinner more than a breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I get it at breakfast, and that, when it's on the menu, it's like, oh my gosh, they have chicken and waffles. What a surprise. And I never learned about it until a couple years ago, and it's amazing. Yeah, chicken and that's waffles good. is good. Raymundo, what is yours? Yeah, avocado toast with eggs, kind what? of like the huevos rancheros a little bit. You're such a millennial. Okay, hippie. Uh, I mean, it... it avocado. It, it, that's the thing, just because it has the egg on it, but it's, very, it's a very good mixture of it all. I eat it... A bit. Kaylin's, that's her, her breakfast that she makes all the time. Huh. But I didn't think old, old green juice over there would come up with that. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Morgan, what about you? Definitely chocolate chip pancakes. Yeah. Like that is 100% my go-to if I am not counting calories. By the way, let me say this. None of these are bad. We're all hating on each other's. <laughs> They're all good. They're yeah. all good. But we all were a bit different. And we went to a song a minute ago, and everyone's like, don't pick mine. Yeah. Well, I thought Eddie, I was nervous because I, I thought he might Mexican? go. he's <laughs> Mexican? Nice. Yes. Amy, he's not going to go that. Come on now. You know what? that. What? No. I, I totally pictured Eddie being like, huevos rancheros. Yeah, I would have said it right. Huevos rancheros. However, I'll say this about Eddie, and you can see this in Kayla, my fiance's new unfancy cooking. The whole time Eddie's doing the video, is called on fajitas. Oh, he's, my gosh. He's, yes. he's, and then on the tortilla. He's, over, he's overly <laughs> enunciating. <laughs> But Kayla no, no, catches no. him like halfway in the video being, okay, so take your fajitas. And she goes, <laughs> you didn't say it the way you always say it. She did bust me and on he that. Goes, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, edit, edit. She didn't edit it out. She didn't edit it out. <laughs> so, uh, all right, there you go. Nice it's, job, everybody. And just to clarify, too, because there are people that do really say it that way, and we're not making fun of that at yeah, all. Levels. It's only Eddie because it's every once in a while he throws in this one word <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like he's really trying. I'll give you the story of how a country music artist met their valentine. You name who it is. Listen to these for context clues, okay? 
So all these people are famous. It's their love stories. Number one, they met at a local bar called Dingus McGee's when he was a senior and she was a freshman at Georgia Southern University. They dated on and off for several years before marrying in 2006, had two sons, <laughs> and a couple adopted kids. And you have this couple. Name that couple. This music is ridiculous, by Think the way. Think about it. Think about <laughs> it. Let me know when you're in. 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 All right, let's go, Amy. Luke and Caroline. Luke and Caroline Bryan is right. Lunchbox. Luke Bryan. Eddie? Yeah, I have Luke Bryan. A nice shot. Everybody gets a point All there. Right. That was easy. All right. That was easy. All right, good. Next one up. <laughs> their friendship deepened in the wake of their divorces as both understood the unique pain of going through a highly publicized breakup. In fact, looking back at that time, in a 2016 interview, he went so far as to say that she saved his life. Wow. Name that couple. That's a tough saved one. his life. Both went through highly publicized breakups. 2016 interview. Breakups. I'm in. Divorces. Divorces or yeah, breakups? Yeah, said divorces. Hmm. I'm in, though. Divorce. Let me know when you guys are in. We'll play this music until everybody gets in. <laughs> Thank you. Ugh, oh, okay. I don't know. You in? Yeah. All right. Amy, what couple's friendship deepened in the wake of their divorces? I don't know. <laughs> That's your answer. <laughs> I, but I went with she saved my life because I feel like Keith Urban has said that about Nicole Kidman. And I know she went through a divorce, but I don't know about him. Keith Urban. Lunchbox. Wow. That's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. I have Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Eddie? Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm thinking highly publicized Blake Shelton that's and Gwen why Stefani. I went that's that one. it. I'm it's Blake and Gwen. Nice yeah. job, you two. Oh. All right. Okay. Cool. Next one up, everybody. Dang it. I'm literally looking at Blake Shelton on my computer right weird. now. And I did isn't that weird? I didn't even think about it. <laughs> this couple met in November of 2018 in New York City. She was there performing. He was running security. They got married January 26th, 2019. Name that couple. In. 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 Okay, Amy, coming over to you. Here we go. Blake's ex, Miranda Lambert. Correct. Lunchbox. Miranda and cop. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down Miranda and hot cop. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan. Oh, his name's Brandon. Yeah, but, oh, is it Brandon? Uh, Brendan. I call him uh, Cop Abs. Yeah, 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 because he has abs. Abs he cop. All right, there we go. One, two, three. Okay, let's do another one. All right. After refusing her bassist's attempt to set her up with his friend, she finally agreed to meet him. They met backstage at a meet and greet following one of her concerts. They began dating long distance, which consisted of regular phone calls, before eventually reuniting in person three months later. They've now been married for 10 years. Wow, I have nothing. Who met Who met at a meet and greet? And they've been married. And the bassist put them up. The bassist tried. She was like, nah, nah, nah. And then finally she goes, okay, fine. He came to the meet and greet. And then... You know what they say. 
Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I want to go last because I You can like... get back in it if you get it right. I know. Hold on, hold on. That's right. Who's been married 10 years? <laughs> 10 years? That's a good hint. All right, need an answer? Lunchbox. Shania Twain. Incorrect. Eddie. I don't know if they've been married 10 years, but I'm assuming it's around there, so I'm going to go Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher. Dang it. Amy? Carrie Underwood. It's Carrie Underwood. Yeah! Remember, he was playing hockey in Canada. Wow. Huh? I didn't realize I'd been married 10 years. Yeah, I didn't either. That's fine. All right, let's do one more. He fell in love watching her act in a movie. And as soon as he could, he cast her in a music video so they could meet. I know this. I'm in. You all, you all know this. That was so already. easy. Right now, Eddie's up 4-3-3. Yeah, and I'm drawing a blank. Mm-hmm. And they think they know it. We could go tiebreaker. Yeah. Let's I don't think up. I know. You I know. know. I'm 100%. Let me read it again. He fell in love watching her act in a movie. And as soon as he could, he cast her in a music video so they could <laughs> meet. <laughs> Stop, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got some. Eddie. I wrote down Brad Paisley. You won. Yeah, that's it's it. Brad Is that it? Yes. yes. I mean, it's so obvious. He, he saw her in Father of the Bride. Yeah. And These two like... are so dejected. They thought you were going to miss it when you said that. They were so upset. <laughs> they threw their pens down. They, yeah, they both got all, yeah. all upset. Uh, it is Brad Paisley. Okay. That is correct. Eddie is a winner. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day on Sunday. Let me see if you guys would have got these last couple here. This couple first met at a Top Golf. Yeah, easy. He yeah. didn't actually talk to her during their first encounter, but he messaged her on Instagram after returning home to Nashville. They're now married. Do you guys know that one? Yep. Kane Brown. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How about this one? They met at a songwriters festival down in Florida. He proposed to her two years later, and has detailed his love for her in several songs. Oh yeah, Luke Holmes. Correct. Good. Huh. Finally, the two first met during their eighth grade middle school days. Growing up in Arizona, they dated on and off. Oh, yeah. Dirks. Yeah. Yep. And decided to get serious after she visited him on the tour bus in 2005. Oh, after that. There you go. Saving all my love for you. <laughs> thank, by the way, I'd like to thank Kenny G who came in to play for this Oh, this yes. Segment. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah, we appreciate that. We love when you email us with questions. Maybe you don't want to call in. You can always email us. Morgan, what is that email address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, here we go. Bobby's Mailbag. Dear Bobby Bones, my son is 12 and in middle school. He is the small and smart kid. Well, he decided to stand up to a bully in a slap match in the bathroom at school and had a friend video it. Mm. I found it on his phone. I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure to be happy or mad. Do you have any advice? how to go about talking to him. It is from Joey. Joey, thank you for the email. I also hate a bully. First of all, I like to applaud him. Just standing up to a bully in any way. I still get upset when people are bullying folks on the internet, in real life. Once bullied, always bullied. That's how I feel. So good for your son for standing up to a bully. The fact that he recorded it is kind of awesome. And I'm going to just be the bullied one and let you guys be the parents. Okay. okay, I'm just going to speak as a person who was bullied forever. The fact that he stood up to him and recorded it and won, pff, 
amazing. Get him PS5. That's what I say. <laughs> Celebrate him. He obviously shouldn't be doing that at school because he can get in trouble. But that's not for me to say. I'm the bullied. I'm not the parent. Amy? I mean, I wasn't bullied and thankfully I don't have to deal with this. So I don't know that I have the best advice other than like just wanting to comfort your child and make sure they know not to listen to that bully. I know that you're not supposed to like call the other parents, I don't think, to tell them. But part of me wants to really bad to make sure that the 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 parents of the bully know what their kid is doing. But he won the match. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're He's calling a, a parent to go, hey, stop, stop bullying my kid. The kid just fixed it. The bully's not going to be popping that oh, kid so, anymore. So you don't think the bully will keep it up? No, he just lost. He won the match. Here's, like- th- here's the thing about bullies. They fold once they're folded. Okay, right? but moving forward, what if he gets bullied again? Is this how he handles it? No, slap match every Thursday. Show him the video. <laughs> 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 are, you, are you bullying me? Look at this. Yeah, watch this. Eddie? Oh, I love it. I think it's I think it's a great way to stand up to a bully. I love that, like you said, I love that he recorded it because that shows he's got a sense of humor. Like he's really like, all right, I'm gonna record this, I'm gonna win it. And he has that to motivate himself if he ever gets bullied again. He's like, look what I did. I re- I'll always remember this of me doing a slap contest with this bully and I beat him. This is great. I think it's a great learning lesson for him. As a parent, I'd be proud of him. And so as would- a parent, you would tell your kid, Eddie, if some set up a slap match in the bathroom and film it. <laughs> I just don't know that you would do that. I love that he did it. I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't say like, hey, dude, this is what you do. But the fact that he did it, I, I think he handled it perfectly. Okay, but the, that— okay. The real answer is this. You tell your kid, hey, I'm glad you stood up for yourself, but yeah. you can't be doing that at school because then you're going to get in trouble too. See, yeah. I think this is worth getting in trouble for. Okay, and, and you're the parent. That's why I'm asking right. you what you would say here. He did win. Like, that, I know. First of all, this is what I would do. I'd, I'd order him a wrestling championship belt from the internet. Oh, I love that, Bones. And I'd be like, come here. Let's have a talk. You know if you hit someone at school, they could suspend you, right? That's what I tell them. Like, if you get caught doing this, you're going to get in trouble. Your grades are going to go down. We can't have you doing that. But now that I've told you that, you are the champion. And I give them the belt. And I say, hey, good for you. You stood up to a bully. Just don't get busted at school doing this. Right. Because that will not be good for you. They're $14.99, championship belt, a toy. I love that idea. So once in radio, we had broken into another radio station. This is... a story from when I was uh, 21 years old. This other station had been messing with us forever. They were the big station. We were the small station. They had put stickers on our van. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. So I took my guy, who was kind of my sidekick, and I said, we're going to go in. We came up with a scheme to get into their radio station. We went in. I, t- I, I took pictures from their studio and showed them how to run the board through their pictures. We got on their airwaves, locked the door, drove around town. They couldn't get into their station, and here I was broadcasting on their airwaves. <laughs> it's documented fully in, my, in the book I wrote called Bare Bones, but what happened was I get called in the next morning, and my general manager is just screaming at me. Spit flying out of his mouth. He's like, do you understand the trouble that you could get into with the law, the FCC, with the fines, with you broke into their building, on and on and on. And then he goes, shut the door. And I thought, well, if he did that with the door open, <laughs> what's about to happen with the door closed? The belt. So I shut the door, and he takes his hand, he sticks it out, and he goes, that was awesome. Never do it again. Yeah. Like, don't let them take advantage of us like that. Yeah. So same kind of thing. I scared. I learned my lesson on the front side. Don't do that. That's really probably not the best way to do it. But it was awesome because I stood up to a bully. I basically got the championship belt right there. Yes. But I don't know if you're listening right now, Joey, but tell your son I'm proud of him. Yeah. But don't get in trouble doing that. <laughs> you try not to get in trouble. 
All right, there you go. That's the mailbag. Close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Nick Murray, he's a bartender in a bar in Weatherford, Texas, and he's slinging drinks when he notices a customer acting kind of weird, and his wife is like, hey, you know what? He's not right. Somebody help. So Nick, the bartender, goes over, and turns out he's having a heart attack. So Nick knows CPR. He helps the guy out. They said, call 911. I'll conduct CPR while emergency gets here. So he's conducting CPR. Emergency gets there. They're like, man, you saved this guy's life, really. If you didn't go into action the way you did, we could have lost this guy. So he's okay. And there's a, a clip of Murray, the bartender, explaining what happened. His wife checked for his pulse, and he didn't have a pulse. And so we were figuring, like, his heart stopped. The next thing we know, he's not breathing. Uh, we start doing uh, chest compressions and... Um, and uh, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, you know, because it's either do something uncomfortable or save a gentleman's life. The procedures that they had to do went really smoothly, and next thing we know, he's um, he's awakened alive. How lucky that your bartender knows CPR. Yeah. yeah. Wow, how good for him. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for hanging. You can call 877-77-BOBBY. That's B-O-B-B-Y. I'd love to talk to you. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. Well, I saw yesterday that Bruce Springsteen got busted with a, a DWI. And I was like, dang, really? By the way, in case you're not familiar with the boss, hmm. here's a clip. So then I saw that Jeep had pulled his commercial off of their website because he did a Super Bowl commercial for Jeep. Well, then the rest of the story starts to come out. <laughs> and you guys can tell me if you think something fishy's up, okay? So apparently, don't know much about DWIs except for what I've read, that it takes a .08 to be considered legally drunk, even in New Jersey where this happened. So, and they say this in the story, it's a .08. He got pulled over and he blew a .02. So to me, first of all, I go, well, dude, I don't know a lot about numbers. <laughs> But 02 doesn't equal 0.08. Right. So then I read more. Turns out, according to the people that were there and saw this, a fan saw Bruce Springsteen on his motorcycle. Went up to him and said, hey, do you mind if I get a picture? Bruce Springsteen said, yes. They said, hey, do you want a shot? And they gave him a shot of tequila or whiskey. as a single shot. He takes the shot. A cop sees him, takes the shot. Then drone, boom, pulls him over and gives oh, him a DWI. Wow. Is that a DWI if you don't hit the limit? Because isn't that what it's about? Listen, I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. Well, it seems to me, by definition, a DWI is .08. But if he's driving his vehicle when he was drinking, if you're behind the wheel, so if he was sitting on his motorcycle, that's where I think is the trouble. So if I got pulled over with a beer in my hand and I was driving, and I was still under the limit, I think I still get arrested. If you were pulled over on the suspicion of driving while intoxicated, even if you blow below the legal limit, the officer can still arrest you and can still be charged with a DUI. There you go. Point A. But most people don't realize that you can blow below and still be arrested. Just a weird story, huh? That is weird. And then I am always confused as the UI versus DWI. Driving while intoxicated, driving under the influence. Are they the same thing, or do they mean like... No, they're different. Weird. I don't know the difference, but I know they're different. I think different states have different reasons for using DU and DW. Yeah. It you, depends where you are. And this happened in November, right? Yeah, and it just came out. Yeah. So that's crazy to keep that a secret, too. 
Usually these people that go to courts, you know, and like look for this stuff, like they find it right away. As soon as you see Bruce Springsteen, like it's going viral. Yeah, like where was TMZ on this? DWI generally refers to a driver under the influence of alcohol. DUI, for example, in Georgia is used because it can be drugs and alcohol. So each state oh. has kind of a different definition and as to why they use each of the letters. Odd story. A point oh two with Dang. He, he probably didn't even know, right? right? He's like, oh, cool. You're being nice. You're offering me a shot. I'll take it. And because he was sitting on his bike or near his bike. I mean, I don't know. But so like if I'm. And he may not even been on his bike. Right. I'm just saying I, I'm near it. But if they he saw him take it. I mean, so yeah, if you leave. A, so now if you're out to eat and you have a drink with dinner and then you get in your car and a police officer sees it. I think. Are you in the car? I think that's the question, right? Okay. It was. It was on or. Just a weird, just a weird that. story. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, in, in my mind, I go, "Why are you drinking and driving?" First of all, and secondly, you're you're rich. Get somebody to drive you. But then it's, oh, he wasn't like out drinking and driving around drunk. Someone came up to him and gave him. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's I kind of don't even one. know how I feel about it. He shouldn't have had a drink if he's on a motorcycle, obviously. Yeah. But if if he's also not point oh eight, you're like, huh, that's wild. But it's also a good learning thing for people that are listening to the show now. Yeah, true. Don't drink if you're anywhere near a car. Like about to get in the car. If you're a few minutes away, you're sitting in a car, don't drink. Yeah, and even a sip, too. I mean, yeah, good to know. Listen, in the end, he was wrong, right? It's just I've never heard of a story like that that was kind of walking that line. Mm -hmm. Especially if that's a story, too, by the way. That's just what I've read. Right. But, you know, both sides can be pumping out stuff. That Jeep commercial is one of my favorites from the Super Bowl. Well, it still can still be. Still a good commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, but now they had to pull it. Yeah. Still, then it still can't. Well, they pulled it from a website. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's uh, some other news. Bobby's other story. Morgan Wallen broke his silence about the racial slur controversy with a post on Instagram. I saw it last night. Did you watch it? No. It's about five minutes or so. Here is the first clip. Morgan Wallen offers another apology and tells fans not to defend him. I have one favor to ask. I appreciate those who still see something in me and have defended me. But for today, please don't. I was wrong. It's on me. Take ownership for this. And I fully accept any penalties I'm facing. The timing of my return is solely upon me and the work I put in. Here he is saying he accepted an invitation from black organizations to help him learn and grow. I also accepted some invitations from some amazing black organizations executives and, and leaders to engage in some some very real and honest conversations. Uh, I admit to you, I was pretty nervous to accept those those invitations. The very people I hurt, they had every right to, to step on my neck while I was down to to be to not show me any grace, but they did the exact opposite. They offered me grace and they, they also paired that with an offer to learn and to grow. Here's one more. He admits he let himself and a lot of others down. The video you saw was, was me on our 72 of 72 of a bender, and that's not something I'm proud of either. Obviously, the the natural thing to do is to apologize further and just continue to apologize, but because you got caught, and that's not what I wanted to do. I let so many people down who mean a lot to me and who have given so much to me, and it's just not fair. I let my parents down, and they're the furthest thing from the people, from the person in that video. I let my son down. I'm not okay with that. And at the end, he said he's going away for a bit. He'll be back on his own timetable. And he hopes when he comes back, he's a better person. He also said he was like nine days sober now. Mm. So, listen, in an apology, you can't butt it. You can't go, I'm sorry, but. And he didn't butt it. 
He didn't, but it, and he, it sounded genuine. I, we've had apologies from celebrities before that it sounds like they're reading a cue card. <laughs> and to me, that sounded very genuine. Let me ask you, you have two black children. Yes. And I ask you this because you do, frankly. How do you feel about this apology and what you've heard of it here? I think I think it sounded, um, like I said, genuine. And I am so happy that he had organizations reach out to him like that just shows how they want healing for our country. Like there's so much hurt going on and there has been for a very, 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 very long time. This is not new. Nothing about this is new. And what I hope is some of those people that were defending Morgan and getting so worked up about people wanting Morgan to have to take a break and let's not play his music and this and that and people be not seeing the bigger picture here. Maybe since they seem to love Morgan so much, they can look to him and he can lead them to make better choices and maybe shift their thinking if it is in that same way. Maybe they use that word and maybe they'll be like, oh yeah, maybe I need to step back and reflect like how I speak, how I treat people, what are my thoughts? And uh, yeah, I think that he can, this, this could be something, I don't know yet, I don't want to speak too soon, but for me, what I feel after hearing that clip is hope and um, a chance for Morgan to use this for good and in his own time. It's not going to be right away, but it, that's, I mean, that's the best thing that could, could happen from this is for people to learn and grow and unlearn. I feel like. Which is even harder than learning, by the way. For sure. But if he puts in the work, he can show other people that it's possible. Thank you for that. Thought it was like, I, I tweeted yesterday. I said, "Hey, this is a solid video from Morgan Wallen." Yeah. And then I didn't let anybody comment to my, my post on Twitter. You blocked those comments. I didn't block them. <laughs> I just put only people I follow can yeah. respond. So, but it's up on my Twitter if you want to see it at Mr. Bobby Bones. Let's go over to Kirby in Texas. Hey, Kirby, you're on the Bobby Bones show. What's going on with you? Hey, morning, studio. How are y'all? Morning. morning. What's up, man? Man, so I'm talking about this Bruce Springsteen situation. So. We're living in a world now where it's a cancel culture world, right? Somebody makes one mistake and everybody cancels them. Sponsorships get canceled, whatever it is. And for most of them, there's a valid reason, right? They do something extremely bad and lose all their sponsorships. I get that. But the whole Bruce Springsteen deal, I mean, we live in Texas. The law is .08 here in Texas. If you're below .08, you're not going to get arrested for it unless you're driving erratically or you're doing something crazy. Now, I'm not a police officer. I'm not a lawyer, but I just had to come on here and say I think it's crazy that before a lot of the facts came out, Jeep went ahead and pulled his commercial. I also would have liked to have known all the facts before I was texting people going, dang, Bruce Springsteen got a DWI right after his commercial. I also thought it was like last night. Right, and it was in November. And then whenever I read the story, it wasn't – and listen, I'm not a cancel culture guy. I said that when the day after Morgan Wallen, you know, got in trouble, I was like, don't cancel him. Let him go away and learn because he's going to come back better. And people are like, oh, you got to cancel him. Same thing with Bruce Springsteen. Like I read the story and I go, man, there's just so much nuance here that even I didn't know. I didn't know that you could blow below 0.08, way below, and still get a DUI. And then I read the law. And you know what? By law, Bruce Springsteen got a DUI. It's a weird law. It is. Like, and, I don't and know. Maybe I'm you should thinking... just be smart enough to not be on a motorcycle and take a shot. I mean, that's on him, right? If that's the law and you broke it, you should be in trouble. But I agree. This is, this is such nuance here where you can't go, maybe he's just a crazy old drunk driver. 
I mean, it, oh, like Bruce is probably like, God, I can't believe that guy gave me a shot. I know, to Bruce pictures. is ticked. It's like, so <laughs> probably stupid. like, it wasn't even that good. Yeah, it's just like, so it was like split decision, throw back a shot. But yeah, I yep. mean, Eddie, when you start to ride motorcycles, <laughs> make note <laughs> yes, of this. Yes, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, Kirby, I appreciate that call, man. I think the point of this whole thing is just didn't understand that law. We told you. Hopefully, you know the law now and you don't do something like that. I mean, I'm Absolutely. I'm curious. Thanks, yeah, oh. Kirby. See you later, bud. Thanks, Kirby. Sorry. I'm curious what 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 would make me blow a point oh two. But you could blow a point oh two if you're just driving down the road fine. That's the difference. That, I know. I'm curious. Like if I go to dinner uh-huh. and let's say I eat dinner and have a glass of wine, and then I drive home, am I gonna? What am I gonna blow? I don't know. I'm curious. What it what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Got home yesterday afternoon from work. Had a couple meetings, doing some promotion for American Idol, did a couple interviews. And then I was like, you know what? Caitlin's been dealing with the dogs all day long. I was like, I'm just going to cook dinner. So I cooked dinner last night, got a recipe, did some pork tenderloin. Some green beans. I learned how to zest a lemon. Okay. I've been watching these kids' baking shows, though, and I, I see them do stuff, and I kind of remember, then I look up exactly how to do it. <laughs> when you zest something, it's crazy. You just take, like, the top part that you don't eat, then you eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The peel. Which is, yeah, which is crazy. You go, on the peel. You're not supposed to eat the peel. Yeah, you do now. It's counterintuitive. We're taught our whole life, don't eat the peel. And then they're like, zest the peel into the food. And you're like, why is this a joke? Somebody pranking me? But I zested some lemon. Into the green beans is pretty good. Oh boy. Here's what I've learned too. If I'm ever torn, just put more butter in. I didn't have any pepper. I started doing this stuff and reading the recipe, and it's like black pepper. I have no black pepper. I had salt, but no black pepper. So I grabbed some cayenne pepper, okay. did some of that. A little okay. different. Okay. Excellent. And then I grabbed something else too that was like a different kind of pepper, like a chili powder. Okay. I did some chili powder. A little different too, but it's all right. I was crushing it. And so I did pork tenderloin. Green and mashed potatoes. Dang, dude. So I chopped them up into about half inch, what they what it said on the internet. <laughs> That's exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but here's what I did that was a little dumb, but I learned my lesson. When I boiled the potatoes, and I put a couple inches of water over the potatoes, mm-hmm. and I, I put the butter in there, and it was all good. I dumped them into a strainer so all the water would go out oh, in no. the potatoes. What? You mashed them in the strainer. I mashed them in the strainer, yeah. and I didn't realize I was doing that, and I was like, where are the potatoes going? <laughs> Through once, holes. I was like, once you start to mash them, the potatoes get less and less. <laughs> Rookie mistake, Bones. So going out the bottom. It was, I know now you guys don't have to continue to insult me, but what happened was I'm mashing them in the strainer, and I'm going, man, mashed potatoes just aren't as much. Why not eat the whole potato? That way you can get full. <laughs> you ended up with nothing. <laughs> so I had a little bit, I had enough, like a spoonful for both of us. But I left the strainer up, and under it was just like all these strings of potatoes. And Kaylin goes, did you mash the potatoes in the strainer? I was like, sure did. <laughs> Scooped them up, mixed them up, ate them, fantastic. I don't really like sour cream, but I put sour cream in the potatoes. Yeah. It's good. Of course it's good. Yeah. So did that. You know, crush it. Dinner was, I would give it a... F- for me, A plus. For normal folks, a B minus. It's all right. It's good. I think the pork is probably a little tough, but me, I, I think I overcooked it on purpose. Yeah, it's pork. Can't risk it. Right. So we ate it, and she was like, oh, this is so good. But I knew she just thought it was kind of good, and I knew she just appreciated the effort. And then... Dessert? I did, I did the dishes. Oh. I went... <laughs> I, I did all the dishes, all the pots, all the pans, did everything, loaded it up, wiped down all the counters. That's I dom- impressive. I dominated right. last night. 
Yeah. Was this like a just cause? Felt like it or yeah. early Valentine's? No. No? It was just because I was like, she was like, what are we gonna do for dinner tonight? We're making a strong effort to not just go, oh, we'll just order food from Uber Eats or Postmates. Because we were probably doing that too much. And she was like, I still have to work out. And I was like, great, go work out. I'll cook dinner. She cooks dinner almost every, really every time. <laughs> not almost. <laughs> yeah. Only twice have I done this. Twice or three times. Um, and so I did it. Cooked dinner. It was great. I think she was appreciative. And I, she didn't want to make too big of a deal about it because then I would have felt a bit self-conscious about it. Like, oh, was that? But she was like, hey, this is really great. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. That way I feel comfortable doing it again. Mm. You know you're going to be doing it again, right? That's okay. I okay. should probably do it once every year. I get no. it. <laughs> <laughs> she's expecting this next week now, dude. I don't know that it's an expectation because I'm not very good at it, and she's really good yeah. at it. I mean, but you went hardcore with the pork tenderloin, and the well, green what beans, I read, mashed potatoes. We had like- the pork in the fridge. I didn't order the pork. We had the pork in the fridge, and I was Googling easy things to cook. And it was like, pork's pretty easy as long as you cook it all the way through. So that's what I did. Okay. I had the pork. Here's what I, I don't have paper towels to sop up the liquid yeah. from the pork. So yeah, I just yeah. didn't. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We had no paper towels. So a little details. I did salt and pepper all, but there was no pepper. So that's where I put in. Hey, that's good, Bones. Yeah. You're already doing the cool stuff of cooking where you experiment with Shout other Shout out Kids Baking Championships <laughs> for inspiring me <laughs> to do this. Um, okay. That's how I dominated it. That was the whole story. Yeah. Dishes too really takes it to the next level. Yep. I'm going to play this voicemail here that we got last night. And you can always call our voicemail line, 877-77-BOBBY. Here you go. I have been with the love of my life for six months, and I do not know whether it's the right time to talk the question. Do you got advice? Don't know if this weekend seeing Valentine's Day is the right time or what is, what's the right time. All right, bye-bye. There isn't really a right time that you can just go, well, according to the calendar, this would be the specific time. For me, the right time was I couldn't do it fast enough. And once I reached that point, it was the right time, Mm. if that makes sense. It was never like, I don't know, maybe I'll just wait three months. As soon as I started to feel like, oh, I I should do it today or yesterday, then it was like, okay, now it's time to plan and it's the right time. So there are some factors. One, unless... You don't have a great gift on Christmas or Valentine's Day. There's no need to propose on that day. It's already a special love day. If you don't have a good gift, that's the best gift. (laughs) Like if you're like, oh, crap, it's Christmas. I didn't do anything for her. I feel like we're going to get married anyway. Let me just propose and that'll be the thing to do. That's the way to do it. Also, the right time. Like, do you want to do it? You didn't tell us that. He called her the love of his life, so I'm assuming. I get it. So I'm going to go with yes, it's the right time. If you can afford the ring or you have a good good enough credit to get the ring and you want to do it, go do it. There's never really a right time, but it's always the right time if you feel right about it. Yeah. Anything you'd like to say about that, Amy? Well, I knew you were going to have strong feelings about the Valentine's Day thing because you've never been down with that too much, but I, I, I like your point. If you don't have anything else, <laughs> then I think oh, it's yeah. okay. But what you could do is if you really like you answer Bobby's question, like, are you feeling like there's, it's not, you can't do it soon enough? Then maybe surprise her on February 13th, which is like money. And you want to talk about a good Valentine's Day for you? If you do it on the 13th, mm-hmm. you're going to do it on the 14th. You know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that doesn't give you that much time to get a ring because that's like, you know, right Where's around the corner. The 11th? Mm hmm. 
Yeah. That's tough. It's like a big decision. Like, do you have you talked to her family? Does she have a sister? Does she have a best friend? Do you know what kind of ring she wants? Does, do you need tough. to talk to her dad? Like, mm-hmm. her mom? I don't know. We don't either. But uh, we say go for it if you want to do it. No time like the present, my friend. I love talking about how ridiculously priced some things are. There's a sweater from Louis Vuitton. It's $8,200. And it also has all these stuffed animals attached to it. Oh. Not drawings of stuffed animals. It's like... 25 stuffed animals sewed onto the outside of the sweater. And I think, first of all, who would pay 8200 bucks for this? Secondly, I think, how do you wash it? Mm. Because it looks like puppets are attached to the sweater. It's probably dry clean only. Can you imagine a dry cleaner getting that? <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, if you're someone that shops like that, you maybe wear it once. And you're like, okay, got to put this away. I mean, that's definitely a statement piece. That there are 14 stuffed animals sewn all over the sweater. A panda, a frog, scorpion, mouse, dragon, flamingo, and oh, more. Cool. If it's too over the top for you, as they say it might be for some folks, <laughs> there's a new baseball jacket with just two stuffed animals sewn on it for $6,100. Oh. There's also a hoodie for $7,450. My theory is this, with this ridiculously priced sweater and hoodie, is that they make like five of them, and they get a lot of news for it. The brand sees people talking about it, but you don't go to Walmart, you don't go to Nordstrom's and see this stuff hanging out in mass quantity. Huh. Because you know, we talk about this stuff, we never see it. Maybe we don't have friends that would spend $8,000 on a sweater. But I never see anything we talk about out in real life, do you? No. I mean, I, even when I see images of New York Fashion Week, I'm like, where, 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 any where have fashion I ever show seen almost. any of that ever? Yeah. So it's just not our, our world. Here is some Ryan Seacrest leaked audio, which, by the way, I have dubbed myself officially Gas Station Ryan Seacrest. Because <laughs> I said that on ESPN. They were like, hey, it's like, we wanted you over Ryan Seacrest. I was like, no, you didn't. Don't lie. <laughs> I'm gas station Ryan Seacrest. And they were like, ha, ha, ha. So that's that's now what I call myself. He's the, I've watched Ryan stand at a prompter and do like 15 minutes without missing a single word. Dang. He is the greatest I've ever seen do it. And I'm pretty good. He is the absolute best. And so someone leaked footage of him doing American Idol promos. And so it's actually positive leak stuff. By the way, American Idol Sunday night, Valentine's night, 8, 7 central. Uh, here you go. Here's Here's some audio. This is a brand new Hollywood week like you've never seen before. Hey Orlando, this is a brand new Hollywood week like you've never seen before. Hey Phoenix, this is a brand new Hollywood week like you've never seen before. Hey Cleveland, this is a brand new Hollywood week like you've never seen before. And my favorite thing is he, just for his own joy, he puts different inflection on different. Hey Orlando, this is the best Hollywood week. Dang. Hey Phoenix, this is the best Hollywood week. Yeah. Guys is the best. That, that's the leaked audio? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Why? I, I, thought, I thought there was going to be a little something, like, you know, the lunchbox. Yeah, like, he didn't even mess up at all. That's, what's, that's positive leaked audio. That's the kind of audio I'm here for. Oh, it's still positive. Like, when lunchbox messes up, he's like, but he, he, Ryan doesn't mess up. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm not sure Ryan's human. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's go over to Josh in Largo, Florida. Hey, Josh, you're on the air. What's happening? All right, how are you guys? Doing pretty good. What can I help you with? So, uh, uh, me and my wife had a debate today. I'm going for an interview, and I'm wearing a golf shirt. She thinks I shouldn't wear a golf shirt with a logo. She wants me to wear a plain golf shirt, and I didn't think it mattered. What do you guys think? Well, I guess it matters what the logo is. 
You know, if it's like yeah, John's Wiener Schnitzel, I'd probably go no. <laughs> what's the What's the logo? Uh, it's a It's a Largo golf shirt uh, that I have from working from the golf uh, pro shop. Well, what, oh. What's the next interview? job? Yeah, yeah. What, what's the next job? I am interviewing for a graphic artist at a sign shop. I don't think that's a big deal. I think if you feel comfortable in that shirt, listen, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you, you play good. If you play, play good, they, they pay, pay good. good. Boom. That's it. I think if you feel good, you love that shirt, you like how it feels and looks on you, have at it. Again, it's not like Spuds McKenzie with the female Spuds going, hey, <laughs> get your doggy on. Or right. that little kid peeing on a Ford or something. Right, though. right. <laughs> or you used like to work a- there. So, so have yeah. at it, man. That's, that, that's great. Good luck with this job. How are you feeling about the interview? I'm feeling great. I'm excited. Oh, good. Well, let us know. Hit us up on the voicemail line. Let us know if you get the job or not. Good luck. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See you later. Right. You can wear that shirt. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's subtle. Yeah. What you do is you go in a full tux and just stun them. <laughs> <laughs> you go in your rent a tux for like 60 bucks and you show up. They're either going to think you're the craziest sucker they've ever seen or the most dedicated. But they'll remember you. But they will remember you. <laughs> Amy, what's going on today? Oh, I got to pack and have some meetings and podcasts. And what do you have? I have a couple phone interviews. One with Ottawa, our new radio station in Canada that oh, we're going cool. on. One with Kingston in Canada. Uh, I have to call to see if I pass my drug test. Oh, man. You nervous? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I even, because I was so nervous about this drug test, I take this stuff from my fingers. I put that CBD stuff on my fingers. Oh. I don't even know if it works. I have no idea. But it's like a cream that I, I got like three months ago. But when it gets cold, my fingers that I've, that I've broken mm. hurt. And so, But I stopped doing that because I'm like, if that gets into my system and I fail a drug test because of CBD cream. Clearly, they've known how to detect that. You would think I don't so. Know. You would think so. This is oh, better boy. safe than sorry. So I stopped doing that. <laughs> I'm not sure if this CBD is actually something that works or is the greatest like snake oil. Yeah. Since snake oil back oh, in yeah. the day. I mean, I put it on too. I have this Mary Jane rub. <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> or salve or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My sister lives in Colorado. She got it for me and I put it on my lower back. Well, in Colorado, it can be a rub that's not CBD. I think it works. Colorado, that's why it's Mary Jane rub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It says here, pure CBT, sorry, pure CBD won't make you fail drug test, but then you have to click the link. I'm not clicking the link because I've got kind of ads for <laughs> CBD stuff. I have a haircut today, too. Oh, I'm glad you said test today. I have to get a COVID test today. Yeah, and then I gotta get one with a highlighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a pink one that you can barely see. That's what she did. All right, thank you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you on Friday. Don't forget Marin Morris and Ryan Hurd in tomorrow. The dance parties tomorrow. Got a good show. Bye, friends. The Bobby Bones Bobby Show.